what the Hawad al-Lavad describes as the greatest weakness of the Yetzirah where he says that you can easily go over him and he loses his power. He says that's when a person is able to go in depth. A person who lives his life in a shallow manner. His thinking is shallow. His actions are shallow. A shallow person is a great target of the Yetzirah. That's where his power is most able. A person who goes beyond the shallowness and the superficial way of living life is going into a zone that the Yetzirah has no power over him. Yesterday we discussed that this is a big challenge in our generation in particular. That it is a generation that it measures most things through a label. Not only clothing, but it seeps into even religion. Even there there's a label. Which shul do you pray in? Who's your rabbi? All different categories of labeling a person based on something external. It is important to pray in a shul. It is important to have a rabbi, a good rabbi. That's not my point. The point is that a person feels accomplished because they pray in a certain place or they have a certain rabbi. That's called labels. That's not real accomplishment. That may be the beginning of an accomplishment. So we have to be careful that our growth in life should not be external. Also, we get satisfied by external actions. And we don't really go into depth of what we're doing. So today, I just want to spend a few minutes discussing how a person is able in this shallow world that we live in. Like I said yesterday, if you haven't worked on this, if you haven't worked to become a person of depth, then there's no question that we could consider ourselves a shallow person. Again, doesn't mean we're zero depth. There is a level. There are levels in this area. But for sure, without being aware of this issue and not working on it, a person can consider themselves a shallow person. Definitely more shallow than they should be. So the question is, what is the solution? How does a person change from a shallow 
to a person of depth, especially in a society where shallowness is the brand, where this is, this is the reality of the world. And a person of depth actually in the world we live in might be viewed as someone a little weird. Like they're a little deep. They don't follow the brands. They're not connecting to the shallow way of life. In our society, a person of depth may be viewed in a negative light. That's how brainwashed society is about Olam Hafuch. Exactly. It's an upside down world, like the Rambam taught us, that a person could taste something that is bitter, and because of his sickness, he thinks, wow, so good, tastes great. Person could be a nefesh. A person could have a sick soul that even things that are bitter can taste great. A shallow life is bitter. A shallow life, besides being empty, a shallow life is the recipe of tremendous suffering and disaster. To the point that we could say, based on this halot alivavot, that any time a person has encountered in this world suffering that was not necessary, situations that went wrong, that shouldn't have, one can attribute it to the shallowness either of himself or the people that he is around. A person of depth is a person who has not only a life that is rich, but also is able to produce much greater results. Of course, without the Yetzirah that is trying to take away from you, of course you're going to succeed in life. So the question is, what steps can a person take, real steps, that's going to take him from label society, shallow-minded, to a person of depth? It's within everyone's capability and it will change a person's life in every way. But a person, like everything in life, there is something that you must do. There are rules that a person must follow. So I'd like to make you familiar with a pasuk that we've mentioned before. Pasuk in Mishlet. Says Shalom Amelar. Maim amukim belev ish. Says Shalomu Amelech is revealing to us something. Imagine someone tells you the house that you live in, in the basement, if you dig in the corner over there to the left, keep digging 10, 20 feet, you're going to find some tremendous amount of wealth. So, person. Would be in the middle of the guy talking already, would already be digging. He's not even calling people to dig. He's on his way before you finish. Because when you are made aware of something valuable, you don't waste time. You go and you start working. When you know the value of what you're going to get, you even work hard 
and you don't feel bad about it, you do it besimha. You do it with, with zarizut. Here, Shalomo Melech is really opening our eyes to something that is awesome. And he says that inside every person, there is what he calls deep waters. Maim Amukil. What, is, what are these deep waters? What are they coming to? Uh, uh, what's the mashal? What's he trying to express with the deep waters? He says a person has aitzah. Aitzah means a person has wisdom. A person has clarity. A person is able to advise himself. That means the advisors in life don't have to be outside the Aitzah, to give advice to a person, says Shalomo Melech, it's already here. You have within each person, Aitzah, advice for life in every area of life. It's all there. Problem is, they are Ma'im Amukim. Problem is, the water, the Aitzah, this wisdom, that lays in us is Maim Amukim is very deep water. A person tells you you have in your backyard very, very deep water. People don't give out water today. And if I told you you have a well of oil, an oil reserve well over there, people get excited. Man, you have an endless reserve of of oil in your backyard. Say, unbelievable, it's beautiful. People today don't like water. They don't care to drink. They want money. Shalom Melech spoke to people that actually appreciated drinking water. But today we have to translate it to something else. Guy, so now you have this deep well, deep well of very, very important material. Right? It's beautiful. What an excitement. Problem is, you can't get to it. What are you going to do? Mayim Amukim. Says Shalomo Amelef, there's good news and bad news. The good news is you have inside of you such wealth that you're able to make a good decision in every area of your life. It's all there. The Aitzah, the wisdom and advice for every life situation is all there. When Hashem made a person, He not only made His physical body, he not only gave him the family, he also put him in a neighborhood. He also gives him situations. Constantly Hashem is giving the person all the different things that he goes through. And he supplies him with all of the necessary wisdom to be able to go through it successfully. That's the good news. The bad news is that it's Maim Amukim. Deep. That's why we look at people. And we say, Shalomu Amelech, what do you mean? Didn't you say every person has Aitzah? Could you look at that person? He hasn't made a good decision since 1957. For 80 years, the guy's making wrong decision. What are you talking about? What Maim Amukim? Where is the Aitzah? Oh, says Shalomu, here's the bad news. The bad news is that the water, this great asset of a human being, which turns a person's life around in every way, 
is mayim amukim. It's so deep that you have no access to it. So there's good news and there's bad news. Good news is you have a treasure inside. Bad news is it's very deep. You can't get to it. You got a problem. So Shalom HaMelech, what are you telling us about a treasure if we can't get to it? Mayim amukim. That's the basuk begins. There's a great treasure that is deeper than you are able to reach. Says Shalom HaMelech. And the solution is the ish tevuna yidlena. Ish tevuna, a person of bina, is able to draw it. What does that mean? What is he trying to say? Why did he give this mashal? It means like this: a person who has a deep well, he needs a rope. A rope, you have one piece of material, it's not enough. You go and you tie another piece, not enough. You tie another piece. You keep tying and tying and tying pieces of material until you're able to get to the bottom. Ishtevuna is a person who has built their wisdom. One subject, another subject, another subject. What they do is they keep tying another subject to the subject that they learned before. They make their rope very long. When you're a person who thinks, when you're a person of tebuna, of bina, of understanding, when you think in depth, you will be able to draw out the etzah. Interesting. So that's the tool. The tool is not a hammer. The tool is not to go get somebody with a machine to... Knock out. It's not like that. You need to be an ish tevuna. You need to be a person who thinks in depth. If you're a thinker and you think in depth, you'll be able to take that water. What does that mean for us practically? To think in depth. Like what? For example. For example. A person who learns... First of all, you have to learn. But even if you learn, it doesn't mean that you're thinking in depth. You could learn very superficially. Just like we said yesterday, a five-year-old also learns. But he learns what he's given on the surface. Most people that learn, they don't go beyond the simple understanding. They understand what it says. And they don't demand of themselves that there should be a deeper understanding of what they just learned. When I speak about learning, I mean homash. You can learn a pasuk in the homash. You could learn it. You don't understand what the words mean. Okay, so you learn what the words mean. You know the explanation. You got it. But guess what? If you spent a few minutes on that pasuk, you would start to uncover new understanding of the same words. And you could try it. You could try it. You don't have to be a very big Talmud Hacham to do this. Take a Pasuk in Tehillim. A Pasuk that you say all the time. Take the Pasuk. Translate it. Understand it. 
and think for a couple of minutes about what David Melech was trying to say to me in this basu. What was the point? What is it that I need to take away from these words? When you read the words, you take away nothing. You take the words and you just translate them. It's a very, very, very shallow understanding. If you start to think, again, I'm not talking to read the Mefarshim and the great posts. I'm not saying that. Even the person himself, if you take a couple of minutes, those are words that Hazal tell us are so important that if we don't have Kavana, when we say that Pasuk in Ashret, we have to go back and say it again. Because the whole Kawaf of Ashret, we say it three times a day, is that Pasuk. Okay, that Pasuk must be very powerful. Let's learn it. Guy goes, opens up his Tehilim, he learns the Pasuk. He didn't know what the word means. Now he learned the words, or maybe he knows Hebrew, beautiful. Hashem, you open your hand and you satiate every, every live person. You give him Ratzon. Beautiful. See, now I got the word. Most people, they're satisfied they got the words. No. In each Tevuna, trains himself. Now that you got the words, spend a couple of minutes to understand what's the takeaway of these words. What's really behind these words. What is actually going on. You may, it may sound a little strange as I'm saying it to you, that one would be able to see anything different than what it says, but you could try it. Guy takes a few minutes and focus on these words. It's very hard to focus today for a few minutes, but if you're able to focus for a couple of minutes, try it. Take this pasuk, and focus on it for a couple of minutes, and you'll start to realize there's a certain depth to what these words are saying that probably you missed because you weren't thinking. Ish Tevuna is a person who sees a pasuk in the Torah, who learns the Rashi, who sees the Ramban, and he hears it. First you have to hear it. He understands it, but he realizes that that's just shallow. Most people are already done. They heard it, they understand it, they moved on. But the Ish Tevuna knows that he hasn't really done anything yet. All he did is buy the materials. Imagine a person that wants to make a beautiful dress. So they go and they buy all the materials for the dress. So exciting, so beautiful. They take the material and they put it in the closet. There's no dress, there's no value. When you get the raw information, as you learn a pasuk, as you learn a commentary, you're only getting the raw material. It's important to have raw material. But now you got to go and you got to uncover. Uncover. You know, anyone of wisdom, any person of wisdom, when they talk, there's something deeper than the words. That's the that's sign of a wise person. They say something, but there's much more behind those words. Could you imagine the creator of the world when he talks? 
how much depth there is to his words. So therefore you have to know when you understand something in the Torah, in Nebihim and Ketubim, when you understand something, that's just the raw material. That's just the entry level. There's so much more to the words. Don't be satisfied in life when you learn, when you're reading, just to take the face value of your words. Now, you learn a pasuk in the Torah, you think about it, you understand it. Now let's see how Rashi understood those words. Oh, now you put your head into the head of Rashi and you go through it and say, whoa, oh, I didn't see that in the pasuk. Awesome. I never realized that. Now Rashi helps you uncover depth that you didn't see. You tried, but you only got to a certain level. Now you use the greatness of Rashi to be able to dig a little further to see things that you didn't see before. Now be careful. After you read Rashi and you dug deeper, don't be satisfied. You have to realize that Rashi himself is a wise person. That means probably you didn't understand what he said either. Unless you go into depth. So he helped you un unravel something in the Pasuk that you didn't see. He went deeper, so you're like, oh, wow, I didn't see that. I'm so happy. Oh, wait, hold on. You didn't understand what he's saying even. He himself is saying something deeper that you didn't get. You know how long this could go? You, you see what's going on? You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be so smart. You have to realize what the reality is. The reality is that in life, especially in the world we live in, we are very, very satisfied with shallow. We don't even realize that there's something under. So we don't bother to look for it. You just have to realize. Now, it's in a pasuk, it's in a rashi, it's in the Torah, it's in the Navi, it's in Tehilim, it's in Mishleh, it's in the Gemara. What, the, what, what a tremendous value. To learn Gemara. You know, we spoke about a person thinking for himself. That's a great level that a person should, would be able to reach. But you should know, Baruch Hashem, we have so many people who already did the job. And all we have to do really is go into their car. Imagine a guy has in front of him a road that's very choppy, up, down, it's, not, it's very hard to get through. His car won't make it. His wheels are too small, his car is not strong enough, he's never going to make it in that terrain. So he waits, he has to get across. Guy comes with his big truck, these wheels, each wheel is bigger than his whole car. And he goes, boom, right through, all the way to the other side. Oh. Now that he created the road, just drive on it. You have to know that when you read something, you may be a lightweight. You don't really understand. You can't get through. But Baruch Hashem, we have these huge trucks that came before us. You have Rashi that already plowed it for you. Just go in. But you got to go in there. You have all these great people that already 
they made it easier for you to go through. You on your own, maybe you can't do it. When you learn Gemara, what an unbelievable experience. Besides learning the actual material and becoming more educated in halakha, understanding certain things. Besides that, perhaps the greatest value of Gemara is that you're able to start to be a person of depth. That's what Gemara is supposed to do for you. Besides the knowledge. It's supposed to make you a person that starts to see things deeper. Things that seem on the surface obvious, you realize are very difficult. Things that were very difficult, you realize they're difficult for a different reason than you thought. And all of a sudden you see the perspective of the great Rishonim. You open up Rashbah, you open up Rambam. You, you start realizing, oh my goodness, I missed that one. Where, where did he get that from? Where did Rambam get that from? I learned the Gemara, I didn't get that. I learned the whole Gemara, I didn't see what the Rambam saw. Where did Rambam get it from? You know how many books are written on the Rambam? Where he got things from? Because you learn a Gemara, you understand it, you open the Rambam, it seems like you had a different Gemara. Because the Gemara that you learned didn't end up the way he said. So now you have books, literally books and books and books, trying to go into the Rambam's head to understand where he dug from this Gemara, what he said. And usually what happens is after you finish, after you finish, you say, oh my goodness, had I missed the Gemara? That's obvious the way he saw it. I didn't see it that way. Just now, this week I was learning with the boys in my, in my shiur. Mamash, we learned a Gemara in Masechet Giti, beautiful Gemara. Everything was clear, everything was beautiful. We opened up the Rambam. What happened? Not like we learned. So now you have to go through the whole thing again, through the Rambam. And now the truth is, after we finished the Rambam, that was yesterday, we, we can't see it any other way. It makes so much, we forgot the way we used to learn. Because we understand it so clear this way. More than anything, perhaps, in the learning of Gemara, is it takes a shallow person and makes him a person of depth. Even if the material you're learning has no relevance, of course it always has relevance. And it's always going to be, make a difference in your life what you learn. But even if it didn't, the very fact that you became a person of depth is a reason to sit down and learn. Unfortunately, some people, they learn Gemara the same way without them. They can do that too. You can open up a Gemara and just fly through it. Basically, be satisfied with understanding the words. Question, answer, question, answer. Good, done. Okay, I'm finished. Let's make a seal. It's a nice thing, but it's not really what Gemara is meant for. So when does a person become a person of depth? When they start realizing that I'm not going to stop after I learn. Not in Tanakh, not in the Mefarshim, not in the Gemara, not in the Poskim. But it's even more than that. It's even more than that. A person, for example, a person listens to a class. You're not learning a book. You go to listen to a class about any subject. Most people, they listen to a class. Hopefully, if it's important material, 
they connect to it, they understand it, they even enjoy it. Most people stop right there. Because what else is there to do? I went to the class. I understood what the rabbi said. I appreciated the message. So I'm done. Let me go to the next. I have people that listen to the classes and they put it on two times speed. Some put one and a half. One and a half. I told one fellow, I said, I'm not sure exactly what you're trying to accomplish. I said, but the most important part of the class is the part where I don't speak. The part where there's a break in between the words, that's the most important part of the class. The actual words are not the important parts. So again, we live in a generation where, okay, let's finish. I finished the class. What'd you finish? You finished the material, but you didn't internalize it. You have to stop. Not only you can't do one, you have to do one and you have to stop every five minutes to think about what, what, what did I just learn? You want to hear something. You understood it. You appreciated it. Don't stop. That's called shallow. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. You think you got it. It's misleading. The yes and I want you to move on. You're like, Let's go next. You know when you have uh, goods in your uh, store that are not real. Oh, that's such good. Not real. They're not. They're fake. You have fake product. If you're selling fake product, you have fake cameras. You talk so fast. You don't give a guy. You don't talk on one and one and a half. You talk on two and a half. You talk, 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 talk. By the time the guy has a headache from you, he takes it and he buys it. Yeah. When you're selling goods that have no value, you have to talk because you can't let the guy think. The more he thinks, you lost your customer. You got to keep talking. It's like the brand name. But it's not the brand name. It's almost like the brand name. It's better than the brand name. Da -da -da. So the guy, here, you tell him every word on the opposite and he walks out and he buys it. When you have something of quality, got a good price, I have good quality, tell the guy, here it is, here's the specs, let me know what you want, you have 10 minutes to decide, I have somebody else. You don't rush the guy, think about it. Think about it. Right? You think about it. Why? When you have something good, you have to think. You, ha you, you let the guy think. But if something you have is not good, you want the guy to rush. The Yetzirah wants you and I, when we learn something, to rush right through it. Why? Because he knows, he knows, that if you rush, you're not going to get anything out of it. That is one of his great, remember, his power is only when you're shallow. So therefore, he rushes so that you have no time to think. Because once you think, then his job is lost. So therefore, not only when you're learning, is going to happen in a person, not only when they're learning. When you're learning, of course, train yourself. Train yourself when you learn to stop. Don't do double speed. In fact, after you learn, take a break. Take a break, stop. Listen to yourself. Try to understand what this means, how this applies. It's an unbelievable 
piece of information. You know, the spaces in the Torah, in between the ink, is a very holy part of the Torah. There's no ink in it. But that's the part where you internalize. That's you. In those spaces is your mind that's able to take the ink and make it a part of you. You must do that in life in all areas. Now, we gave examples of learning inside the book. By the way, you read a book, not of Tanakh. You read a book of someone who wrote a sefer on any subject. You open it. You read it. Don't rush through it. You finish a paragraph. You finish a page. You finish a chapter. Stop. Think about what you just read. If you don't do that, you're not going to benefit from what you read. You would read the book, but you haven't really internalized the book. You've done a shallow job. You haven't gotten to the depth. So, it's people speaking, it's books that they wrote, and Kol Sheken, all the more so, the, the Torah, the Tanakh, the Mishnayot, Gemarot, these need a person who's willing and understands there's something deeper here. Let me think this through. Now, you should know that there's another area in life that a person could practice being in Ish Tevuna. Remember, Ish Tevuna is the person who digs beyond the shallow words that he sees or reads. There's another area in life to train ourselves to become a person of depth. So far, we spoke only about information that comes either from books or from people. But there's a whole other section. And that section is to see in depth what people are doing and what people are saying. For example, a person gets very angry in your house. A child, a spouse, they get angry and they say some not such great words. In Ish Tebuna doesn't take those words. Most people, when they hear that, they go, I can't believe what they did. I can't believe what she said. I can't believe the way they reacted. Person, Ish Tebuna, takes the actions of people and sees the depth of where he came from. Why are they angry? Why did they just say those words? Where is it coming from? Understand people on a deeper level. Don't just look at life in a shallow way. You see a guy in his car driving 100 miles per hour with, wind with, with windows that are tinted, but me nobody could see him. And he has this loud music that the car's shaking from it. And he's driving down a street where everybody's there. Most people say, ah, show off. Yeah. Think in depth. What's the guy missing? What's he missing in his life? Why does he need this? Understand the person on a deeper level. Don't just label him. With a name. Understand him. By the way, you'll get to love people a lot more this way. 
Because usually people are very good people. They're very good. But they have problems. And the way they're talking and the way they're acting, even though to you might look like ugly and disgusting and like way off, and therefore automatically you'll say, ah, these people, this guy is so arrogant, this guy is so this, this guy is so that. But when you start looking in Omek in depth, you realize there's a guy in pain. There's a guy who's missing something in his life. There's a guy who needs to start learning. There's a guy... When you see people, whether it's your children, when you look at your children, the way they talk, the way they react, even little children, there's so much depth behind what's going on. A little child that's fighting with his brother for a toy he doesn't really need. There is depth to that fight. It's not a fight about a toy. It's not a fight about something that they each want. There's something more. It's a, it's, there's depth to this child. There's something that he needs and he thinks that he's going to be able to get it through that toy. You have to know what that is. You have to know what they're really fighting for if you really want to help. If you think it's the toy that's at stake, so you buy them a new toy. So now you have two toys. Nothing to fight about. You took care of the problem. What a gaon you are. What a genius. You saw a problem. They're fighting for the same toy. You got him with his own toy. Great. That, that's not the problem. There's something else going on here that's causing that. You have to understand what's going on beyond the label. It is that in every conversation, it's like that. When people talk, it's like that. You, there's depth to what they're saying. You just got to understand where they're coming from. Why did your wife just say that? What is she feeling when she says those words to you? When you hear the words, they seem like, come on, that's so silly. Come on. Is that really important? But if you realize what's behind it, then you realize there's something wrong. And therefore you take care of the problem. For example, when she says you forgot her birthday or you forgot to buy her flowers, it's not the flowers and it's not the birthday. It's not, that's not the issue. She's obviously feeling that you don't really care that much about her or think about her. So you, you didn't, so they have a whole argument. Are flowers important? Are they not important? Is birthdays important? Are birthdays not important? What's the difference? Is that really what it's all about? You, you focus on something that's not important. Because you're a person who's shallow. Shallow people don't solve problems. They don't even see the problem. They're solving something else, which is not even the issue. They, they spend their whole life trying to solve issues that don't even matter. That's another area of depth. When you see people, when you hear people in your life, whether it's great things that they're doing or horrible things that they're doing, Know where it's coming from. Why is that boy acting like that? You know what? You see, you hear a guy, he's on drugs. He's in rehab. Most people say, terrible, terrible. Yeah, yeah, haram, yeah, haram. Terrible, I can't believe it. People of death say, one second, why would a guy do that? What's wrong that he came to that level? Normal people don't do that. Why? What's bothering him? What's he missing in his life that he needed to go that direction? Why is the guy gambling? Why is the guy acting in that manner? You have to know when a guy is dancing and making a crowd look at him and trying to grab attention and he's so loud. What does he want? What's he missing? What is the problem? A guy is dressed in a way where everybody's looking at him. What does he want? What is he trying to say? What is the underlying issue here? A person who lives in depth, it's not just when he reads. 
not only when he listens Torah, it is in all areas of life. In each tibuna, train, we have to train ourselves in relationships, in our learning. We have to train to not stop by the area where the Yetzirah says, okay, you're done, you're good, you learned. No, no, no. Go in depth and you'll start uncovering something very beautiful. You actually start uncovering your own Maim Amukim, your own depth, your own wisdom. This is a sure way to success. This is a Yetzirah free zone. Do you imagine? Imagine I put you in the Yetzirah free zone. You'd be a Gadol Ador. You'd be perfect. You'd have Simha every second of your life. You'd be the happiest person, the greatest person. Why? You're in, you're in the Yetzirah free zone. When do you get into the Yetzirah free zone? When you go under the surface, you go in depth, you're in an area, there's no Yetzirah over there, and you're able to really reach great heights. Have a beautiful day.